in today's show. Recapping Thursday's action, previewing Friday's games. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Four games to look at from Thursday. Just a quick note that I'm sure all of you want to know about. Maximum Derek White, he's probably going to be back on Saturday. He's not playing Friday, but he is going to be back most likely on Saturday the Wizards, they're also welcoming back Hachimura and Bertans and Wagner for their Friday game. So just be aware that a bunch of players are returning over the next couple of days and you're going to need to make some decisions about whether to add them and all that sort of stuff. And just for the record, White is clearly the ad over Bertans or Hachimura or Wagner very, very easily. All right, let's talk about the games now that we did have on on, uh, on Thursday. The first one of those games, the Portland Trailblazers go down to the Rockets 101-104. Lillard was great again. 30 points, 9 assists, 5 triples. I talked about how unbelievable he'd been from the line. He actually missed one here. 3 of 4 from the line, but big game nonetheless. And Derek Jones Jr. putting together probably his best line of the year. 11-7 and 7 in 27 minutes with a steal and 3 blocks. And then goes down with a foot sprain. X-rays were clear, so that's good news, but maybe he misses some time. Or Ennis Cantor, another big game. 33 minutes, 13 points, 13 boards, one steal, two blocks. And it, it is time for us to retire the idea that Ennis doesn't get um, defensive stats because his block rate is up. The last two years, you're getting solid enough block numbers from him, and he's a must-roster player until Nurkic returns. Gaz Trent, 23 points for Gary. Nice, Gary! Seven triples, nothing else, but with Hood on a minute's limit, McCullum out, now Jones may be injured. Trent has some value as an ad, but just to be aware, there's going to be massive volatility in what he does. It was another strong game from Simons, but a point guard getting zero assists is pretty rough. 14 points in 28 minutes, four triples. I look at him more as a 14-team ad than a 12-teamer. He was an interesting stream for today, at least, but not a long-term hold. Mallow was bad, six points on 20% shooting for nine boards, but he has some short-term 12-team value. While Rocket Rodney Hood, if you did add Rodney Hood or as... Um, Oh, was it Marv Albert? Yeah, I think it was Marv, Marv Albert today called him. I can't remember if it was Marv Albert. We called Rodney Hume, uh, which, which yeah. I, so therefore, someone suggested to me, because there's a major uh, road here in Melbourne called the Hume Highway. So we're going to call uh, Rodney the, the Highway. So there you go. Rodney Hume, the Highway. Two points, 20 minutes. He's a drop. Uh, yeah, not, not a 12-team league guy, in my opinion. For the Rockets, we're all seeing what happens with DeMarcus Cousins and Christian Wood. They played together for a little bit. And Cousins played 11 minutes. Total, not with Wood, total. Six points, four rebounds, three assists and a steal. And Silas at the end is like, oh yeah, we want to see him together. I want to see how it goes. Like, that's fine. But I need 25 minutes of DeMarcus Cousins. We're not getting it. I talked about this ad nauseum on a podcast yesterday on Twitter. I said, find 25 minutes for Boogie. It's almost impossible. And everyone's solution was, I'll play PJ Tucker 20 minutes. Done. That's just not what's going to happen. And they went to this Cousins Wood lineup specifically because they weren't worried about Carmelo Anthony. 
it's just not going to be something they go to. So I think you can drop Boogie. Wood, 22 and 12 for the Crucifix, a triple one. And Victor Oladipo had 25, 7 and 5. Steal, a block, two threes. One of his better games for Houston. Then Johnny Wall, 30 minutes. So getting those minutes back up there. 20 points, 5 rebounds and 6 assists. David Nwaba, who did lose more minutes because Dan House's minutes bumped up. 11 uh, points for House, 2 points for Nwaba. He's still got the two steals, but I think we should be viewing him just as a stream type option. That's about it. Jay Sean Tate had 2 points in 17 minutes. Well, Eric Gordon, who has gone at about 65% from 2, um, when at 0% from two in this game. He's also just two of seven from three. Rough, rough night from Gordo. I don't believe he's a must-roster 12. I'd probably still hold him, but I don't believe he's a must-roster 12-team league player. Good night from Sterling Brown, but near finding enough opportunities. Interestingly, that Brown and Waba are ahead of Macklemore. I'll tell you who I reckon might be the best of that bunch. Mason Jones, but he's not playing. He is just a deep dynasty guy. Deeply guy to keep an eye on. I think he's better than Nwaba. I think he's better than Brown. He could be better than House. Not yet, but maybe. Could be better than Gordon. Not yet, but maybe. Keep an eye on Mason Jones. He is a very, very interesting player when they eventually decide to uh, give him some more playing time. If you want playing time to go out there and play on Bet Online, just ask. I don't know where that transition is going, but I've got to tell you about Bet Online because we know that if you want to put your sports knowledge to the test and make some money, betonline.ag is the only place that has you covered, and it's the one place that we trust. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. If have a look at some of the spreads that are out there on Bet Online at the moment, the Cavs and the Knicks are pick them. And I look at it and I go, oh, that's, that's weird. And I go, well, who actually would I pick? Who? Yeah, who's going to be. Yeah, the Knicks are surprising people. The Cavs are surprising people. It is in New York, so maybe we take New York in that one. Yeah, Bet Online's good as a pick'em. The Nets are eight and a half point favorites over the Thunder. The Thunder have been playing well. I reckon I might take the Thunder plus eight and a half there. But if you wanted to have a look, Bet Online, they've got you covered. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On, and you'll receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about whatever your favorite team is. But what about the rest of sports? Now, Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Let's move on now to the next game, uh, second game of the day. And uh, I say a bit of an upset, but um, the Pistons without Anthony Davis, well, sorry, the Pistons beat the Lakers without Anthony Davis, 107-92. Really, really big performance. Let's talk about the Lakers first. LeBron James. 22-7-10, subpar percentages. I said this the other day on Basketball Monster saying that you know, LeBron was having his worst season and someone decided to roast me. How dare you? He's still an MVP frontrunner. Mate, it's inarguable this is his worst fantasy season. He's the 24th ranked player this season. He's just struggling in a few areas. And that's fine. The dude's 36 years old. But he isn't that top 10 guy anymore in category leagues. In points leagues, he still had 46 fantasy points today. And he is still the 10th ranked player over the course of the season. But for categories, he's not there. The future MVP, Kyle Kuzma. No Anthony Davis, so he steps up. 22 and 10. So all of those people who are holding Kyle Kuzma, congratulations. You made me look stupid. You didn't because that's got nothing to do with it. But he's always going to be a stream when Davis is out. And that makes sense for today. Gasol, he had uh, zero points. Oh, hi, Mark. Probably thinking about his birthday. Zero points, nine rebounds, four assists. Yeah, not great, but I'll tell you what, who else wasn't great? The table, Montrez Harrell. 
Table, uh, Harold's a 10-team uh, drop. Uh, no problems with that. 12-teamer, I'd consider him a drop. What's his actual upside this year? 120th? That's his be- He's 133rd-ranked player this year. He had 16 fantasy points. He's 121st in points leagues. I think he's better in points leagues than category leagues, but, man, he is rough. Dennis Schroeder, 174th player in category leagues. Surely you've dropped him by now. 10 points, 4 assists in 29 minutes. Again, in category, in, in category leagues, he's worse than he is in points leagues. I would drop him in 12-team cuts. I'd drop him in 10-team points, and I'd consider dropping him in 12-team points as well. Alex Caruso, the Lakers really like what he does, but they don't play him because they want to preserve him for the playoffs. That's how good he is. They've got to keep him in cotton wool, whatever that means. Now, I really like Caruso. I think he's a very good player while being a terrible fantasy player, and that, that's fine. For the... Uh, for the Pistons, Mace Plumley, 27 minutes, 17 and 10, 35 fantasy points, a block, 88% from the field, and 100% from the line. He's been improved from the line this year. He's a must-roster player. Well, Blakey Griffin uh, came out of nowhere for 23, 3, and 6. I would use this as an opportunity to sell high on Griff. He had 36 fantasy points. He's not even in the top 140 for category leagues this year. I would try and sell it for any top 100 player I can. He is top 100 for points league, so that's worth mentioning. Well, the Duke Wayne Ellington. And I know people get upset. Josh, how can you call him the Duke when he went to North Carolina? Those guys hate each other. He was in school 15 years ago. Like, can we get over these petty school rivalries? Not my problem he chose to have the name Allington. Or that I don't give a shit about a Duke-North Carolina rivalry. 20 points. Someone actually got so upset at me. Oh, I can't watch your videos if you're going to do that. It's so disrespectful. 20.6 triples for the Duke in 29 minutes, 58% shooting. He is a must-roster player, amazingly, but his shooting is legit. Is it this legit? No, but it is legit. Well, Delon Wright, only 27 minutes. Derek Rose, yeah, eating into that somewhat, but six points, eight rebounds, six assists, and two steals. He's fine for 12s. Well, Derek Rose had 14 in 20 minutes. Shit night from Jeremy Grant, who is trending down somewhat. 14 points, 6 assists in 37 minutes, but the minutes are still high. We're just seeing the usage come down somewhat, and it was a good game from Isaiah Stewart. 8 and 6 in 21 minutes, but he's just a guy to keep an eye on. Joshy Jackson um, played 17 minutes for 3 points, only a deep league guy, while Sadiq Bay, the rookie that they can't stop raving about, couldn't find any minutes for him. Just, just couldn't do it. Couldn't play him. Couldn't possibly play your rookie who you start in games when uh, Griffin's not there. Uh, just couldn't do it. Couldn't find the minutes, Dwayne. But you know what? You got the win, so I guess uh, the last laugh goes to you, Monsieur Casey. Next game, the Clippers, the undermanned Clippers, beat the Miami Heat 109-105. Nicola Batum, six triples, 18 points, two steals, continuing to be a very solid 12-team league guy. 34 fantasy points in this one as well. Um, he is not as good for points leagues in general, 129th over the season, but he's a 12-team category league guy. Lou Williams stepped up for his best game of the year, 17-5-5, and while Ibaka had 10-13, and and Reggie Jackson had 16-8-6. and Jackson, as long as Paul George and Kawhi are out, Jackson's a guy to roster, and even with Patrick Beverly being ruled out indefinitely, there is more value in Jackson long-term there. Zubats, I thought, looked all right, but only 21 minutes, hard to roster him. He had two blocks and eight boards in his 21 minutes. Well, Marcus Morris, at least he shot better. Oh, sorry. At least he scored better, 16 points, but shot horribly inefficient. Uh, this is his opportunity to put up numbers, and he's not doing it. Uh, yeah, I think we can do better than bothering with him in most 12-team formats. He did have 26 fantasy points today, so that's not terrible from Morris, but still, he's not even a top 200 player on the season. Well, it was a shit one from Luke Kennard. 9-4-3 in 27 minutes. Yeah, Jackson, Williams, probably prioritized them. Probably should mention Terrence Mann, 12 points in 27 minutes. Wasn't able to get the steals going, but... 
He looks capable, and I think that's all you could ask for for a second-year guy being thrust into the starting lineup. He looks capable, and that's really solid. Then the Miami side of things, still no Butler, no Dragic, no Bradley, no Iguodala, no Harkless. Um, so Bam went off again, 16, 13, and 7. Really good game again from Adebayo. Hit all four of his free throws. Well, Gabe Vincent. Gabe, 18 points in 26 minutes, four assists, two steals. He's not going to play every night, but that was good. And Kendrick Nunn got another start, but you can drop him. 10 points in 33 minutes, three rebounds and three assists. While Tyler Hero was back. Everyone has a hero. True. Zero people shouldn't have a hero. 19, 10, 5, 32 minutes. Whenever he plays without Jimmy Butler, he plays well. I would try to sell him for a top 70 player if I could. Max Struess had 12 points. Cool. Dunk Robinson, six points. I think Robinson's just a three-point specialist. Well, I know that he is. I don't think he's a must-roster player. And that might sound sacrilegious, but he's the 119th-ranked player this year. And it just comes on threes. In points leagues, don't worry about it. He's not a 12-team league guy. Get rid of him. But I'm not sure he's a category league guy either. And Kelly Linux a drop. Nine points, 25 minutes, three threes for Kelly. And in points leagues, similarly, where he is trending down and he is just a 14-team league guy. Um, so I reckon you drop Kelly, you can drop Dunk Robinson in certain circumstances, and you can drop... Kendrick Nunn in a lot of those as well. Built Bar is back. The best tasting protein bar ever. Six new flavors. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry bar, sear, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp. They join the original 12 flavors, which includes mint brownie, caramel, salted caramel, double chocolate, orange, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, shit accents. Built Bars are great, they're healthy for you, and they help you to maintain your sexy physique, whether you're looking to keep that physique or you're looking to lose some weight to build yourself into a big triangle like myself. Cherry Bar Sea Bar, 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. The promo code is locked on for the best tasting protein bars ever, and you'll save 20% off. Buy yourself a carton. 20% off, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Get stuck you know what? On the Rejecting the Screen podcast feed right now, hosts Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov are honoring Kobe Bryant's life and career with a two-part special podcast event. Hear stories you haven't heard anywhere else about Kobe from teammates, opponents, coaches, and journalists. Get both parts by subscribing to the Rejecting the Screen podcast feed after this podcast. All right, let's go on to the last game of the night. The uh, Golden State Warriors get blown out by the Suns, 114-93. In the end there, Steph had 27 with five threes. Fine game from him, no worries about that. He's the 12th ranked player now on the season, while another yeah, bad game from Draymond. Although, right, two points, we know that. One of seven from the field, rough. No blocks, horrible. But six assists is still good. Three steals is getting better. We want to see more from him, and I am still holding, but it is very team-specific. In a points league, I am not that excited to hold Draymond Green. I think that he is a... Uh, I think he's an okay drop in 10-teamers there, but still, he's the 151st-ranked player in points leagues this year. Um, James Wiseman, Blunty. Career high against the Wolves uh, yesterday. Five points in 19 minutes on 22% shooting today. Again, we're only holding him under the hope that he plays 25 minutes and he figures things out. He is a long way from being a 12-team league guy at this point. A long way. I still don't think that he is a particularly good NBA player at this point in his career as well. And I just think we're, we're a way off. But you can hold him for that upside. There's no worries. Oh, what a, what a stinker from Kelly Oubre. Four points, 9% shooting. 
He'd been really good the last two games, and he was starting to work his way back. And in fact, he was back inside the top 150. But this is obviously horrendous. Um, just had the 12 fantasy points in this one. He's almost <clears throat> almost a top 100 player in points leagues now. So he, we are still holding, but this was rough. And I tweeted this out today. People got riled up. Revenge games aren't a thing. Right? They aren't a thing. And people will come at you that they definitely are. The players try harder. Look at what John Wall did. Look at what LeBron did against Cleveland. But, okay, look what Kelly Oubre did today. You, there are plenty of examples of players having big games against their former team. There are plenty of examples of players having average games against their former team. There are plenty of examples of players having poor games against their former teams. Having a narrative, an approvable narrative, means you need to be able to go, well, this happens the majority of the time. And it just doesn't. So it has no actual fantasy benefit, DFS benefit, nothing. Because you could say, well, I'm playing revenge games. I'll put Ubre in. What's this shit? Like, well, what is it? It's nothing. You put him in for another player. I'm trying to think if there's any other revengers on the board today, I'm, you know, nothing is coming to mind, but I'm sure there was some other ones uh, out there. Um, just having a look to see if I can see any other ones. Okay, Wayne Ellington against his former team, maybe. I don't know, did he even play for the Lakers? I don't think so. I was thinking of Jody Meeks. Um, so, you know, we got Rockets and Blazers, you know, Robert Covington, but he didn't play. Carmelo Anthony against his former team. Do you think Mallow wouldn't have had uh, animosity towards the Rockets? He had six points on 15 shots. Is that a revenge game? That's my point. Sure, some people have bigger games. Some people have worse games. Some people have the same games. It's not anything. It's like saying, well, this person, it's on a Thursday. They go off on Thursdays because last Thursday was a big game from them. You can argue it as many times as you want. I haven't done the stat <clears throat> stats for this year, but I have in the past for multiple seasons, and there was no discernible increase overall in players' performance against their former team. S as simple as that. Anyway. Ubre still holding him. Andy Wiggins, 16 points in 28 minutes. Onto the Suns. McCall Bridges. We've got a couple of steals, which is great. 20 points, five assists, a block. He'd been a little bit slumpy, so that is good to get that performance back. Well, Jay Crowder. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. 16 and 9 in 29 minutes. Really good performance. I doubt that it sticks when Devin Booker returns, but for now he's got short-term value. Well, DeAndre Aiden, I can't figure this bloke out. 12 and 13, seven shot attempts. 23 minutes, he did have four fouls, but he just didn't look invested or energized. I don't. He's not going to be a top 30 player this year. Maybe he'd be his top 50, <clears throat> but it's just we get good Aiton and then we get shit Aiton for a couple of games. Get 32 fantasy points here. It's just not enough. Don't read into Frank Kaminsky. 12, 13, and 8. Dario Saric will probably be back next game. Damian Jones could come back as well. Kaminsky isn't guaranteed to even be a part of the rotation. This is obviously a great game, but he's not a 13 rebound or eight assist player. It's a mirage. Chris Paul had 13, three and four. Well, Abdul Nadir, 16 points in 25 minutes. I think he's actually quite a good player, Nadir. Not saying he should be any sort of fantasy option, but recover from his concussion into the rotation and he's playing well. Cam Johnson, no need for him in a 12 team, a 13 points in 30 minutes with three threes, more of that 14-team league guy and a streamer-type option rather than a player that we're just looking at and holding under all circumstances. Let's have a look at the top ads and drops now. Reggie Jackson up 31%. That paid off again. For as long as yeah, Patrick Beverly's out, he's a guy to add. 
although their numbers will come down when Paul George and Kawhi return. Zubat's up 14%. That's got to be just a stream for today. Nwaba up 12%. He'd been playing well, but minutes are getting funneled more into house now. That's going to have an impact on Nwaba, who's just a steel streamer. Mallow up 11%. I can see holding on to him in 12-teamers just while these injuries accumulate. And then Anthony Simons up 11%, who's put together three really strong games in a row. I still have skepticism about him. But that's not, it's not, not a bad decision to try and stream him, especially, say, in a 14-team league format. For the drops, Peyton's down 11%. Alfred, fine. Isaiah Roby's down 10%. Al Horford's back, so Roby can get dropped. Linux down 9%. Makes sense. Drop him. Shake Milton's down 8%. Makes sense. Drop him. Dwight Howard down 7%. Now, Joel Embiid may miss the game on Friday, so maybe you want to add Howard again, but he's only just that stream emergency type of player rather than someone we need to hold on to. And I think you're all well aware of that, obviously. Let's have a look at the monstrous line of the night. It goes to Victor Oladipo of the Houston Rockets. 25 points, five threes. Um, actually, now that I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's 25 points, five. No, oh, those numbers are wrong. Josh, what are you doing? All right, that's better. 25 points, seven rebounds, five assists. For Oladipo, a steal, a block, he hit two triples. He's now the 59th ranked player over the course of the season. I think that's probably about the right area for him. He had 47 fantasy points in today's game as well, which is obviously a pretty good performance from him. Um, it'd been a bit rough the first couple of games in Houston, but this is great. 37 minutes here as well. He's 41st in points leagues. Again, that's probably the right area for him um, for the rest of the season. No rookie of the night tonight, but let's look at the top 10 players in category leagues. Um, at number one, Oladipo. Two was Lillard. Three was the Crucifix. Four was Nick Batum. Five was uh, McCall Bridges. Six, Mason Plumley. Seven, Derek Jones Jr. Eight, LeBron James. Nine, Steph Curry. Ten, Blake Griffin. And then for points leagues, you've got Oladipo, LeBron, Lillard, Adebayo, Kaminsky, uh, Wood, Hero, Cantor, Bridges, and then Kyle Kuzma. We've got 10 games on Friday, so let's take a look at them now, previewing for FanDuel for DFS. All right, so the first game we take a look at here, the Indiana Pacers and the Charlotte Hornets. The Pacers are three-point favorites, and the total is 220. No real injuries to worry about. Jeremy Lamb uh, was bad in a start last game, 5,200, though. I'm happy to get back on with him, while Lamelo, Lamelo Ball's at 55. Now, his recent games haven't been good. He's averaging 20 points in the last five. But if he plays 30 minutes at that salary drop, I think there's a lot of value in him, just for GPP. Sabonis at 9,000, uh, unbelievable price. Love that one. Or Justin Holiday at 46. He was really good last game. I think his floor is all right at 46 as well. So there is something there, but I'm not totally in on it. While 7,600 for Gordy Haywood, he struggled a little bit in this game uh, the first time, but I'd be okay with going back to him. Brogdon at 83 is, yeah, I think Miles Turner's too high, and I won't want to use Dougie McDirt. Well, we can look at Cody Zeller, I guess. 4,600, 36 points on Fangio in the last matchup between these two teams. He played 30 minutes. I'm a little bit cautious to suggest that'll happen again, but he's not the worst option out there. But I think on a 10-game slate, I can find better players that I feel more comfortable with. Next up is the Hawks and the Wizards. The Hawks are five and a half point favorites. The total's 232. Now, the Wizards are welcoming back Davis Bertans, Rui Hachimura, Flaming Mo Wagner, and Russell Westbrook. They're still going to be without Denny Avdia, Troy Brown, and Ish Smith, and of course, Thomas Bryant. While Clint Capella is probable, Cam Reddish is questionable, and Rajon Rondo is questionable. Uh, Capella's at 9,600, only 28 minutes last game. 96 is too high for me for Capella. Uh, 4,800 for Herder is a GPP option only, while Trey Young is all the way up at 10-6. Now, Young has been playing well. 
10-6 is too high. We can do better. I don't know if the Wizards are going to be limiting guys like Bertans and Hachimura, but 46 for Bertans and 51 for Hachimura. I'd be okay with using either one of those guys, not together, just one of them, in a GPP lineup. Well, Russ is at 9-6. I've got no interest in that. He does not look right at all. And Mo Wagner's at 45. We know that Robin Lopez, Alex Lennon, Jordan Bell aren't the answer at center. I'm not sure if Wagner is, but I also think that he's got some GPP upside there. DeAndre Hunter at 66, I really like. And Brad Beal at 10-5, I also really like. Well, Johnny Collins, he's up to 78. He's been playing at a decently high level. I just think 78 might be somewhat too high for John Collins. We can probably do better. The Bucks and the Pelicans. The Bucks, seven-point favorites. The total, 228.5 here. Lonzo Ball is questionable for the Pelicans. They do expect him to play, but if he is out, we're looking at Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's at 4,200 and will become the guy to have in all your lineups if Lonzo's out. Lonzo's at 56. He had 26 points last game in only 16 minutes. Now, that is almost at his season-type average. So I think there's a little bit of uh, you know, foolishness in believing that's going to be real. But who knows? Maybe he figured it out. I don't think so. Ingram's at 79, and that looks okay, probably more for tournaments. While Zion at 8-2, I love the cash value there. Yanni's up at 11,300. Giannis and Tokatomatu. And that's probably just an edge too high, although it's not that far off. While Bledsoe at 5,500 is one that I would be using if we do hear Lonzo's out. Revenge game for Drew Holiday, 7,700 for Drew. I think that's on the high side. He's averaging just 34 uh, Fangel points, sorry, over the last five games. Steve Adams at 5,000. Not a bad cash play, but I think relatively limited upside for, uh, for the big fella, Steve Adams. Next game, Cavs, Knicks. Knicks, one-point favorites. Total, 206. Reggie Bullock is questionable. Larry Nance is questionable. While Alec Burks is probable. Mitch Robinson, is he going to take it from here? And Mitch Robinson says, I'll take it from here. This guy's got a lot of issues to me. Uh, just bitching and moaning about stuff all the time. Tweeting stuff, complaining about not getting enough offensive looks. Like, you have no offensive game, my guy. So calm down. Uh, I don't really like it. Uh, Colin Sexton's at 6,900. Giggity. Um, yeah, maybe. But I'm not... Yeah, his peripherals always let him down for DFS. And Rowan Barrett's at 64. He's in the same sort of boat. I'd probably fade most guys in this game. Although Julius Randle at 88 has some appeal. Now, Randle's numbers have been dipping. 43 average over the last five. And at 88, that's not it's not far off where it needs to be. But they are slowly... They're, they're coming down a little bit at the moment. I don't mind him as a GPP guy. Uh, wouldn't want to use Peyton. Wouldn't want to use Burks. Drummond's at 94. And that's because he had 62 Fangio points last game. And he had 47% usage in that game. Is that real? It, of course, isn't. But, you know, can we rely on him? Yeah, at 94, I wouldn't want to. Emmanuel Quickly's at 5,000. Um, last time he played the Cavs, he had 41 Fangio points. Last time he actually played, he had 13 Fangio points. He is as hit or miss as they come. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. Tough to trust. I don't like Allen, Okoro, Nance. Osman, there's a bunch of guys I don't like. That is not the greatest game. And it is a very low total, just 206. The next one, the Sacramento Kings, the Toronto Raptors. Raptors, five and a half point favorites. The total, 229. The Jedi, Ojan Anobi. But what about Scarves? OG. Stop OG. Uh, you better stop OG. Uh, Ananobi's at 6,200, missed the last game. I'm not, I don't want to use him, but I do want to pay attention because if he is out... Then Storm and Norman Powell, who's at 62 also, becomes an option. Uh, Powell's averaging 38 the last three, all starts. But if he goes back to the bench, nothing to do with him. The wiki, Chris Boucher, is 6,500. Now, the matchup against Rashawn Holmes is not Brooke Lopez. It's not Joel Embiid. 
I think this might be a, a wiki game. So I'm absolutely in on him. Lowry at 72, I'm interested in too. Same with Fox at 7,900. Healed still at 58, so they haven't bumped him as much as I thought. There is still some value there, but it's not massive. And Van Vliet's up at 8,300. And I'll tell you why he's up that high, because he's really bloody good. He's putting up some big numbers, averaging 44 over the last five. Um, I think he's worth looking at. Siakam, no. Holmes, not really. Too high. And Halliburton, probably not as well. What about the pencil, Harrison Barnes? Barnesy. He's at 6,400. I have very little faith in that being a good value play. The next game, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Philadelphia 76ers in Minnesota. Joel Embiid is questionable, as is D'Angelo Russell. There's no Towns. There's no Wancho. Um, but those other ones are big question marks. Now, if Embiid is out, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on Tony Bradley. You could also throw Dwight Howard in there, but I also I don't mind Tony Bradley. If Russell is out, then we get a lot more Malik Beasley and Anthony Edwards. Seth Curry's at 46, GPPs only. Russell at 75, don't want to use it. Embiid at 98, if he plays, he will smash that. And then Simmons at 86, who is playing a little bit better. I'm not totally in on him here, but he is playing better. The Thick Hogsman, Tobias Harris. Um, I think I am a TH. T to the H. Yeah, TH for life. He's at 7,000. Now, the Wolves' defense is horrendous, so that might afford Harris a little bit of an easy go at things. I think he can be a 36-point guy, which is not bad. Vanderbilt's at 57. It's creeping a little bit too high for me, Jared, but I don't mind that one. It's all right. Well, Be- Beasley at 6,700 has got a pretty strong floor. No interest in Shake. Well, Naz Reed's at 5,800. He dropped 50 last game. He's playing quite well. I'm a little worried about his wrist, and if he does have to play Embiid, it could get massively ugly. But if Embiid is out, I think Naz Reed is worth an option or worth a look for us. The Nets go to Oklahoma City to take on the Thunder. They're eight and a half point favorites, and the total is 229 and a half. There is no George Hill, so Teo Maladon at 3,600. He had 22 points last game as a startup. Happy to use him. Baisley's at 5,000. He can't get anything going, so it's hard to trust him. While Al Horford was amazing. Now, the Nets have no big men who are good, and their defense is bad. So Horford dropped 49 in his first game back. He's at 5,500. Why not? I'm in on that. Gilgis Alexander, 8,500, like that one as well. While Kyrie at 92, Harden at 98, and Durant at 10.7. I will take Harden at 98 there. I don't mind Kyrie at 92, but Harden at 98, he looks to be a little bit more in control now. Uh, Dort, no thank you. DeAndre Jordan, that's a double no thank you. And then Smoke and Joe Harris at 47. Just uh, the usage is a little bit unpredictable for mine, so I think we can do better than that. Next go, we look at the LA Clippers taking on the Orlando Magic. The Clippers had a big win against Miami without a whole bunch of players. Um, They're going to be without a bunch of them again with no Kawhi, no Patrick Beverly, no Paul George. Uh, But they showed some real uh, fight there. And the fact that Reggie Jackson is at 5,000, I'm in on that massively. Batum at 53 looks all right. Gordon at 63 for Orlando. I like that one. And Cole Anthony at 52. In fact, this game's got a ton of fantasy value. Uh, Vucic at 92, which looks all right to me. And then you could go with uh, Marcus Morris at 48 as a GPP guy and Ivan Fournier at 63, who's playing really well. There's some cash value in Fournier there. Zubats is always the hidden guy to me because if he can get the minutes, he will be- beat that number. And I think he deserves the minutes. He just doesn't get them. And that really does limit what his impact is. So it's hard to you know, utilize him as any sort of DFS option at this point in his career, unfortunately. Nuggets and Spurs. Nuggets are three and a half point favorites. The total, 224 and a half. Derek White is out, but he's coming back soon. Maximum Derek. So get excited about Maximum Derek coming back. Lonnie Walker's at 4,000, maybe for GPPs, but you know how I feel about him. Michael Porter's at 68. 
Good GPP value, especially if uh, Malone starts him. While Keldon's at 5,600, that's a good floor option. And DeRozan at 77 is maybe a little bit too high. Uh, Big Chungus, 11,200. Chungus's last three games, 48 points. So definitely not worth 11-2. Now, can he absolutely carve up LaMarcus Aldridge? Yes. And that is why I'd be interested in him. But we've seen some regression from him. While Aldridge himself, he's averaging 33 over the last three. And at 5,700, I like it. I think there is an ability for him to get 30. Now, the upside is really low for Aldridge. But I think it's not a bad cash play. Jermichael Green, no thanks. The headmaster at 7,000 is a little bit too high as well. Next up. Last game, Dallas Mavericks, Utah Jazz, the Don, Donovan Mitchell. He's Don. He's good. He's questionable with a concussion. Um, Rudy Gobert's at 8,700, though, and that is uh, high. Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert. But is it high? Because he's averaging 49 over the last five. He just dropped 68 in the last game against Dallas. Um, I'm oh, sorry, against Dallas here. Um, oh, I was against Dallas the last game too. I'm okay with Gobert. Now, the price isn't great, but I'm okay. Porzingis at 75. Don't want to use him against Gobert. Hardaway, yeah, GPPs for him. Clarkson at 55. I will. I love that, and I love it even more if Mitchell's out. It becomes awesome if Mitchell's out. Conley at 67, I think, gets a boost if Don is out as well. And Ingles at 48 becomes one of the players of the day. Doncic at 11.5 is probably on the high side for mine. That'll do it for me. Wrapping up another week of recap shows. And again, for those of you asking, there is no recap show on Fridays. There is no recap show on Saturdays. That is just the way it is. I'm sorry. Uh, Maybe at some point I'll get someone else to host a weekend recap show. Although you won't get the same sexy voice. Guys, subscribe Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.